Club. Hope you guys like that Mob Psycho intro. If you don't know what it's from, you're fake. I'm just kidding. You're not fake. I love you. Okay. Welcome in. I just wanted to get everybody in until we start this episode. Gil, Isabel, what's going on? Welcome to Bobby For Real, everybody. We got a very special guest today. Last week, we didn't have a guest. He was supposed to be the guest last week, but he's so sexy. Oh, crap. My thing is falling over. Okay. He's so sexy that it took a whole nother week to get him. Because, you know, you can't rush perfection and beauty. And that's what this man is. His name is Jordan Bo. You know him from so many things. He doesn't even need an introduction. Social media, YouTube. We're going to bring him in right now. I just saw him wave. We got Jordan Bo coming in to the show. No rhyme intended. Adding him in. We just get right into it. Hope everyone had a good week. Yo! <laughs> I just went. <laughs> I thought you were about to hop in with with the with the song intro, bro. Dude, I was dancing with you, and then and then you didn't accept me, so then I was dancing by myself. Oh but... shoot! I saw your wave super late. How did you come in right at five? Dude, I came in right at five. I was one of the first in here, but it's all right. Oh shit! Alright, you not you know this is your show now, bro. I'm not some shit. If there's one thing I'd rather do than go live. It's to watch you dance. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Coming from the best-looking guy I know, you know. First of all, whoa, stop it. You, <laughs> you stop that, handsome. Second of all, I want to apologize to everyone here and tell a quick little story. Okay, okay. yeah. My spoiled, rotten, too, too good, no too good for nobody self was having a really stressful day and literally... Not only did I set an alarm for our live stream, dude, I breezed past it by like four hours. And I'm <laughs> and I see your text message and I'm like, oh my God, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I so, mean, I, I'll let them decide. They're the jury. What is that? I'll let them decide because they're the jury. Dude, it was, it was not okay. I mean, I'm guilty as charged. You know what I mean? No. Hey, no, we had a good time, bro. It was... It was fine. Like, I, it was just funny because, like, an hour before, we were texting. And I was like, okay, all good, all good. And then, like, I was texting you on Instagram. And it was like, no, I didn't see the scene. I was like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. The worst. Dude, you should have called me. Next time, call me. I will. I didn't have your number at the time. I even, we even sought out Drage. You might be, you might be, you might be. <laughs> but might... it's okay. We'll, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Okay. Like I said, beauty and perfection takes time. And that's what you are. Exactly. Maybe, hey, you know what? That last stream probably some would have gone wrong. And that's yeah, no, oh, for sure. Like, you know, meteor comes, zombie apocalypse, who knows? World Everything was... happens for a reason. 
I don't want to, I don't think it was supposed to end, but some weird stuff was supposed to happen the other day, which I mean, people say that every year. Um, and after 2012, when I was a young buck, I just near, uh, can I, can I say bad words on this? Oh, dude, go ahead. Just near shit my pants in 2012 as a young buck. Uh, I think I slept in my mom's bed that night. I was about, <laughs> a, I was probably 14 years old. So let's pretend that didn't happen. Um, and after that, dude, I've lost all hope for the world ending. So when people say it's going to end, I'm just like, well, yeah, it was supposed to end last year. And yeah, that. there's always some new guru or analyst that's coming up with the next world end. You know what, dude? I'm claiming it right now. World's going to end next year. And if it does, called it. Do you, oh, do you have a specific date, sir? Of course. It's obviously going to end on 11-11 next year, okay? 11-11, you guys. Get ready. Start filling up the underground bunkers. You got it. Those aren't going to work. Not going to work. <laughs> How's the world going to end? Magma's going to fill those bunkers. <laughs> Magma. So take to the skies is what he's saying. Nope. Can't do that either. <laughs> What's happening to the skies? Jesus will be abducting believers up there. <laughs> okay. That's, that's honestly maybe a good way for the world to end, then. Only safe thing to do is to, to go live on Instagram. That's okay, safe. awesome. To tune in. All right, well, I mean, if, 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 you would, if this would have been last week, you would have been screwed. I'm just saying. True. <laughs> I would have been in the magma. <laughs> All right. Wow, what a great tangent. This is why, this is why we needed the way, because we needed this build-up. Of course. Build up. Of course. Bro, I mean, you are very highly requested anyway, so. Hey, bro, how are you? Good, man. How are you? I was just about to ask you, how has 2020 treated you? What have you been up to lately? I feel like you got back from a trip. I'll say this. Yes, I got back from a trip. Just got back from Michigan this morning. Nice. I've been up for like 90 years because with the time change, I had to get up at like 5 a.m. that time, which was 2 a.m. our time. So I've been up since 2 a.m. pretty much. The man's um, a machine. And I'm supposed to drive for like two hours tonight at like 8.30, so that'll be fun. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. Whatever. Trip was great. Had my first white Christmas. Cannot complain about it. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. I am doing 75 hard, which we can get into later. It's like, uh, do you know what 75 hard is? No. Do you know who Andy Frizzella is or the brand First Form for nu Nutrient Supplements? I've heard the brand. Andy Frizzella, CEO, has this big challenge. 75 days, two workouts a day. One has to be outside, eating clean, read book, uh, take a progress photo, whatever, right? So the moral wow. I had to work out outside in 18 degrees while I was in Michigan. That was miserable. So wait, do they give you like a, a workout that they write out or it's just on you to decide no. what, what, what outside workout you're doing? You could go on a walk on a recovery. Okay. Or you could go to the gym, uh, but you have to do one outside. So okay. wow. it was miserable, um, but Michigan <laughs> spent some good time. 2020 uh, has been pretty crap for everyone, but I will say, I'm not someone that likes to be alone. Like, I'm the, you know me. I'm, me and you, I feel like, are the most, like, extroverted people ever. I feel so, it. I feel it. The more people around me, the better. And when, I, when quarantine hit, my girl actually went to Michigan with her fam. So I was by myself. Mm. I don't do that. But I was saying today that I actually enjoyed it. Like, like I, I forced myself to be okay with alone time, which I don't really like. Wow. Well, that's crazy because I did the same exact thing. As soon as COVID started... I had got laid off from the job that I had previously had, and I was getting those unemployment checks, which weren't too bad at all. And I was the same way. I was like, what am I going to do? I was just locked in. It was me and my brother, so it wasn't like I was totally isolated. But okay. he, he was working all day because he's a lawyer, so he was doing, like, remote work and just grinding. So I was spending a lot of time by myself. At first, I was kind of freaking out about it, but I was like, you know what, dude? I'm going to kick this quarantine's ass. You got it. And I was just, like, reading and, like, just doing shit I've never done before. Painting, <laughs> like. 
Like, you see me as a paint. I didn't know where I should be motherfucking painting up there. Hey, you know, I, got, I got the finger paints out. I, I, I needed a quilt. Um, you Bob Ross a little bit, huh? Just I, like, I Bob Ross. I feel like Bob Ross was a good way to handle quarantine. Have to, dude. <laughs> no, but I honestly did enjoy kind of – I, like, locked my phone away for, like, a whole week. Because I was like, well, I don't, what do I need to, like, contact people for? And it was honestly pretty nice. Dude, I got in the biggest routine. Like, every day was the exact same thing. It was Damn. get up. I went to Starbucks every morning because it got me out of the house. You couldn't really do anything. So mm -hmm. Starbucks is, like, the most exciting field trip of the day. <laughs> I'd come home. I would literally – I was car shopping because I didn't have my GT4 at the time. My NSX was for sale over quarantine, I think. Oh, I didn't even know you had an NSX. I, I was waiting for that to sell. And I was eagerly shopping. Dude, every morning I'd spend three hours just just <laughs> checking everything. Um, and then, Brian, I, dude, filming YouTube videos by yourself, no filmer, no one to be in your videos, having to think of ideas that revolve around your house and keep your channel afloat was a mission, dude. Damn. But you got it done. I got it done. I camped in my yeah. living room one day. Really? Roasted some marshmallows indoor. Not gonna lie about it. <laughs> so, what what kind of goes into that creative process when you're sitting there alone? I mean, a lot of times it's probably easier to bounce things off of other people and kind of get other people involved. But what was like the biggest struggle in trying to just push through along during that during that time? Dude, it was honestly just like the normal frustrations of YouTube just amplified tenfold. Dang, <laughs> it was it was hard, dude. Really hard, and like you couldn't. You could theoretically, you could, but I wasn't gonna go to the store every day to buy uh, props for the video. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this is when COVID kind of started, so like we didn't know what it was. Whereas like now, obviously, I mean, we kind of get an idea of what's going on. But at the beginning, it was like, well, we're locked down. You can't leave your house. Like, yeah. Just... Do you think that that's giving you any type of new skills or strengths that you might be able to carry over once things start to? rekindle a little bit now the fact that you know you could be versatile enough to handle a certain situation like that with your youtube channel and the fact that you made it through that ad adversity i wouldn't say as much work because like i mean you dude i've been doing youtube for like five years now it's yeah. it's always ups and downs i've had other times that were just as annoying if not more frustrating than that but i would say the thing about like uh getting better at alone time and being and like kind of entertaining myself and not relying on other people for happiness. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm like a very vibey person, like, I feel that. like location, right? Like, mm. uh, for example, I like Scottsdale, Arizona. When I'm there, I'm like really happy, right? Nice. If you take me to the Midwest for longer than like three weeks, <laughs> I start getting like sad, right? And I find that to be like a bad thing. Like I can't, my, my happy, mm. very happy person. Like I don't, I just, I don't know, very happy, optimistic, but I shouldn't let locations and vibes affect my my uh, happiness, right? Whereas same thing, like being alone will affect my happiness. So like, mm -hmm. I think it taught me to like, just have fun while I'm by myself and figure out what to do and get in a routine that I like and and work honestly was, was fun during quarantine as frustrating as it was. That's awesome. Yeah, when I lived in Oregon for college, never seeing the sun and just the doom and gloom of those clouds. It really took a toll on me after a while. Dude, they have like, I think Washington has like the highest suicide rate. Yeah, that's true. The country. Yeah, that's just crazy because, I mean, 
it makes sense. Or I think that it might be even worse if you move from somewhere sunny because when there's no sun, it's just kind of depressing after a while. Dude, hundred percent. Because what I was saying was the other day, a buddy of mine's from Washington and he grew up there, and I was asking if he likes the rain. He said no. I'm like, hmm. the issue is like people like I like the rain. I think I could do if I had to. I could do Washington or Portland or something, right? Um, but when you're born there, just because you were raised there doesn't mean you like the rain. You were just raised there. So a lot of people probably grew up there. I mean, let alone, like you said, the people who move there have got to be like, damn, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to get out. If they don't like the rain. But a lot of those people who grew up there probably don't like it either. And that's why you have people who are stuck there and just and they're not rain people. And they're like, yeah. this is horrible. You know what the worst thing was about be being in Oregon for a little bit of time and like living there, quote unquote? Well, I think that a lot of people, if anyone's in here that lives in those areas, is when you go to other places and people say, oh, you brought the weather with you whenever it starts getting shitty weather somewhere else. Yeah, and it's like, why are you putting the, the pressures of precipitation yeah. and marine layers on my back? Like, that's just not fair. But hey, that's, that's what you... bullshit. But it kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of. Like if just by chance you come to California and it's raining that week, get the fuck back to your Yeah, state. exactly. Always taking the blame. I'm but saying. I'm guilty of it because I do it to anyone that comes here. True. Fair. <laughs> did you, uh, did you, uh, well, how close were you ever to considering the OnlyFans option during the quarantine? Uh, just about negative five. <laughs> but. Because I would have been a high paying customer. Here we go. T, my girlfriend went loopy for a little bit. She was never going to go real OnlyFans, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, 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 not that. But she, that was when OnlyFans, like a lot of, like, I want to say Tana hopped on OnlyFans. Yep, during, yep. And like, I mean, OnlyFans, like, you don't got to be doing the adult industry <laughs> or taking in the adult industry if you're doing OnlyFans. Yeah. So I remember there was a time when my girl was like, this is like brought up to her manager, her, and me and her manager, or not even me, I don't even really care. Honestly, that's another top topic. Uh, but her manager was losing. He's like, you're not doing OnlyFans. <laughs> I was like, babe, you don't even need the money. Like, you don't, you're in it for the money and you don't even need the money. Don't, don't do this. Hey, I got, I'll, I'm thinking about doing it for the weenus picks, you know? Dude, <laughs> think about how much money you get paid to unlock a good weenus pick. Oh my God, dude. Or just, or just shaft, like no tip or ball, just shaft. Or this shaft, you know what I mean? Just yeah, good... yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because oh like, girls can show cleavage, I feel like guys need some type of male cleavage. I think the shaft could be the substitute. That would that honestly, <laughs> honestly, I, I think I think I got something covered. I'm gonna be for, the shaft for, only fan, guys. For any guys watching, okay, don't just don't just go out there and send the whole photo, okay? You got to make the, the ladies or the men want it, okay? <laughs> just send them a quick shaft, make them make them beg for it, okay? So the only fans, <laughs> the only fans thing is really interesting. Um, man, that thing really exploded, huh? Because, like, I feel like there could be, like, an OnlyFans thing that's not as, like, porno, but, like, for more, like, exclusive content, like, through YouTube. I guess people have that kind of stuff with, like, Maverick Club and stuff. Isn't that what that is? Yes, but uh, my girl does a thing called So Close. So it's, uh, it's like, a, they will have access to your actual Instagram close friends list. Oh. He's got people who subscribe to just to be under close friends. So it's like not, uh, I don't want to use the word ho because that would be inappropriate, <laughs> but you're not uh, adult, adulting around. Yeah. You're just giving people access to something they don't have access to already, you know? Yeah, Santa's laughing around. 
Exactly. To catch my drift. Um, That's I'm, cool. But uh, so what were you saying that might be – what's an interesting topic? If your girlfriend got an OnlyFans, you wouldn't care or you would, you would care? Yeah, no. I, I, people always ask me that, like, every time. I mean, that's like – I feel like everyone asks everyone that. Who would you yeah, your girlfriend is Jordan Jones, for people who don't know. That is her. Should we yeah. have this? Hers is spelled yeah. wrong. I wanted to ask you about that before we get into – same name. Zaddy, bring up any problems ever. Restaurants. Uh, no problems. No awkward situations. Um, uh, we're very used to the whole, like – freak out for like 10 seconds when we meet people gotcha we're both accustomed to the fact that when we get married we'll have the same exact name <laughs> wow that's true yep. that's good branding actually and if i could dude if i had a penny for every time someone was like dude did you know when you guys get married you'll have the same name i'm like no yeah how do you think oh, of that i'd be rich i'd be name really all rich. your kids jordan might yeah, as well that's cruel is what that is that'd be cruel <laughs> That's what George Foreman did, I think. I think he named all his kids George. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Hey, Jay, George, get in here. Dad. The whole, fam <laughs> the whole family of grills. <laughs> Any type of grill you got. He just is a sweatshop of grills. Jesus Christ. That's funny. Um, so, so, no, no, like, because I just always, whenever I think about that, now that I think about that, I think of the stepbrother scene when they're, like, uh, in the interview, and he's, like, I think I can help with the whole Pam, Pam situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that you guys could run into that. That would be – see, Pam, Pam is better, technically. Like, yeah. Jordan, Jordan, it's just a matter of, like, I don't even know. I don't know how that's going to go. I can't even think about it. I keep telling her to be, like, Jordan Bo Jones. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like John, John Bones Jones, if you watch the UFC. I don't. I do watch UFC, but not like I'm more of a boxing fan. Okay, cool. Do you have a favorite boxer? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go pretty mainstream here, but you can't. Paul, I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> it's got to be Canelo. You know, Canelo's a beast. Like I could sit there and just watch that guy dodge punches all day. I don't even want to see him hit anyone. He just like he. It just I don't. I don't get it. He's like he's like it's like butter, man. He's like just he slips it like like crazy. It doesn't even make sense, honestly. No. Like, everyone always says, like, parents. or Because like, I, I always say, like, if I didn't do social media, A, I've never been in a street, like, a street fight ever. Mm. I'm, I'm way too witty, so I usually hurt your feelings before I need to throw a punch. But I, I like love I'm, I'm a huge fighting fan. Have you, have, you, have you practiced boxing at all or anything? So I grew up doing, like, this. Okay. <laughs> I'm not crediting Taekwondo. But, like, I grew up. <laughs> That was like my. Oh first. shit! Oh shit! Oh no! <laughs> you probably feel sketchy just being in the same line. I am. I am. I'm, I keep looking over my shoulder just in I case you pop up. Don't worry about it. I won't hit you. Um, <laughs> but I grew. That was like my first introduction to fighting, and that's kind of how I learned how to do flips and stuff like that. And I was cool. like a black belt in Taekwondo, so like, you know, it gives me like a little background in fighting. Yeah. I could still probably roundhouse someone in the head. <laughs> Chuck Norris style. That? Huh? Like Chuck Norris? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I've wow. always wanted to do that. You ever seen videos of people getting? You know how? <laughs> you know how depressed you'd be if you woke up to a video of you getting roundhouse kicked in the head. <laughs> especially where, we, especially where we grew up, dude. That was like filming those kind of fights in the IE. That's big time media. Okay, so long story short, that was kind of it. And then like over as I got older, I really got into like boxing. Like I love boxing, and I love how much of like an art it is, and I love how like. Like, I mean, okay, someone like Conor McGregor will get in the ring with Mayweather. Yeah. Her more terrifying weapon. And I was sure he was going to demolish Floyd Mayweather. And because there's so much skill 
and calculations and time that needs to be put into boxing, he got wrecked, right? Yeah. And miscalculated. So, like, that's what I love about boxing. Yeah. So, Even the pacing is part of the game. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. And so I wanted to get into boxing just as, like, a hobby. Um, and literally the first day, first day I boxed, uh, we went and trained this guy, Ricky, uh, like a big 10 kilos, 10 goose out in uh, Van Nuys. Uh, I dislocated my shoulder. Dang. For like the, I mean, I already had like three times, so it's not, yeah. it's not boxing's fault. It was more of just me thinking my shoulder was healed, like I do every time, and then it always pops out. Gotcha. But back to that, I always tell my parents that, and my mom is always like, or my even my dad, both of them are like, dude, like it's not worth it. Like you get your your head like too many head injuries, all this stuff. I'm like, bro. Canelo's head is probably in better shape than mine. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's been hit before. Yeah. Dude, he, he, Mayweather too. Mayweather. That dude makes a living not getting hit. Mayweather's more like, like, he'll come out, hit, and always protect himself. Yeah, but, yeah. He's got that Philly shoulder. Canelo just, just, the whole fight. <laughs> the whole fight, smacked. Whole fight, smacked. I'm just like... I'm like, just hit him. Just hit him. So you, so you never thought about picking up the old YouTube boxer gloves and getting at it in that little Dude, thing going on? I think about it all the time. I think I, you could do it. I'd love a boxing fight, like a YouTube fight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got a, hey, Jordan Jones in here. What's up, love? Oh, hey, what's up? I would love a YouTube boxing fight. Um, I just don't think. Here's the thing. I don't know if my shoulder would handle it. Hmm going full-fledged, right? Like, the way I dislocated my shoulder the first time was I was hitting the bag, and the bag was kind of swinging, obviously. Yeah. Whenever it came back. But one time, I hit it right as it swung away. My arm never made contact with it, and then popped itself out. Mm. So if I... I mean, when you know, real boxing fight, there's a lot of hits you're going to throw. Oh, yeah. And, and then my fear is, what if my shoulder pops out in a boxing match... <laughs> I get hit while my shoulders popped out. Oh, shit. And no one knows my shoulders popped out. And then I get knocked out with my shoulder popped out. And then I wake up and my head hurts and my arms just, yeah. But that's worst case scenario. But it's, it's, but it's not realistic. Wait, have you, have you gotten any, like, have you gotten your shoulder checked out, like any PT or anything like that? Or? So boxing was the fourth time it popped out. What's the, I, what was the initial injury? <laughs> Uh, trampoline park, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, I have it on video. It's one of our oldest videos. Uh, <laughs> it was at like an obstacle course. My hand got caught in a net. So I mean, there was it wasn't there was no chance it wasn't gonna pop out because it was mm -hmm. stuck. Uh, then it popped out swimming in Hawaii. Just uh. one stroke in the water popped it out. Oh wait, no, it popped out at Tempest. Uh, not too long after the first time. Um, then it popped out in the ocean, then it popped out boxing. And then when I started 75 hard, uh, keep in mind, I failed on day 30. I didn't take a progress photo. And yeah, I, didn't, I forgot to take a progress photo, like an idiot. Very. <laughs> that seems like that would be the easiest thing to do instead of like, yeah, I got the workouts in, but the progress photo is just, ah, shit. Dude, scheduling, and it's the responsibility aspect that gets you. Those I gotcha. Um, so technically, I am more than 75 days deep, but on like day 10, I was doing a pull-up at the gym and popped out. So popped out like, and it hadn't popped out in like a year and a half. 
So I finally got it checked out, and I just found out like a month ago uh, that I did tear my labrum. Wait, wait, wait. Labrum? Labrum. There is a there's a part there's a part of the female uh, uh, that. Oh, that, you tore your labia majora. <laughs> I tore my labia. Yes. No, dead ass. But I always accidentally think I said the wrong one, and I'm like, no, I did not tear that. <laughs> um, yeah, I tore my labrum. Uh, not bad. And every doctor's like, obviously, like, hey, like, and I even told my doctor, I'm like, look, like, you know that everyone else says to not listen to doctor. I told this to my doctor. I'm like, you know, I'm sure you're well aware of people on the internet tell you to not listen to your doctor and to never get surgery unless you really, really have to. Yep. And even with telling him that, he's like, yeah, but if, like, I'm telling you, if you don't get surgery, it's going to dislocate again. I think he's full of shit. So uh, really, at least now I know uh, yeah. a lot of work into it. That's good. Um, maybe in the future stem cell, uh, if I'm wealthy enough. Dude, I, I use stem cell. My school paid when I played college football. They paid for me to get stem cell on my lower back. So um, amazing. Worked perfectly. Crazy. It's very expensive, Insane. though. Uh, yeah. So stem cell has been known to heal is like the, one of the only things that can heal a ligament tear. Mm. Um, and actually, I've been reading a lot on fasting. Hmm. Have you done research on intermittent fasting? I have. I have intermittent fasting before. Well, so intermittent fasting is good for you. Um, obviously, it'll incrementally heal your body. But only, I mean, only during that last. Depends on how long your fast is. Usually, I think after like a day and a half or maybe your second day of fasting, uh, your body starts repairing its cells, everything. So there's been people who have literally, I mean, there's been people who have cured cancer completely. Uh, but there's been people who have gotten completely, I mean, have completely healed muscle tear or uh, tendon tears, which are not about that. Yeah, because isn't it like, basically, that's how we were biologically evolved into yeah. eating with our diet. And that's how it works with all the other kind of systems within our body. So it only makes sense to kind of revitalize everything through doing things that we had evolved with rather than yeah. large consumption all the time, which is our body's not used to doing. Because what happened was when back in the day when we would go hunt for our food, we'd go three days without eating. Mm. And then we'd pig out and then we'd go three days without eating because we have to hunt, you know? Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. The weird thing about reading about that, it always, it always confuses me how like we are so evolved now as a civilization, but we still take tips almost. I wouldn't call them tips, but we take measures from back of yeah back. yeah for sure uh, but it all comes down to like what our bodies were meant to eat in the first place mm. um and i'm sure i'm pissing a lot of vegans off here that are like no don't eat meat that's good but, um so all you vegans out there i'm sorry but that's just <laughs> my interest in uh in the world of things so maybe i will fast i want to start doing like i have some friends that'll do like a three-day fast every quarter um yeah. That's what I did once because I like whenever I do anything, I just go hardcore. Yeah. So I tried the three day water fast, which was which was brutal. Yeah. But I definitely like the way you clean out your system, number one, which makes you feel good. Like festive system, dude. Exactly. Like you're you're, you're pooping out black, but it's feeling good after a while. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I noticed, too, is that how many damn Taco Bell commercials there are on yep. TV. You, you realize that that more of the billboards and stuff like. The, uh, the society's trying to cram down your food, cram food down your throat like 24-7. Oh, but it's kind of cool to get in. And then the, then the other benefit is having the discipline to just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah.
I haven't actually, uh, I haven't done anything more than a day in my life. The only mm -hmm. thing I've done similar enough is a juice cleanse. I did a three day. Oh yeah, the juice. I've been look. I've been always wanted to try that out. See, um, the thing was like, I want to ask you more about what you've been doing. Like, one, have you always been like super health conscious, or is it something that because you look, you seem very well versed in this, and it's it's. I've been looking at your progress since uh, the past couple months through what you've been doing. I didn't know exactly what it was until now, um, but it looks like it's doing great for you mentally, physically, and everything. So, uh, I just always feel like there's so many things out there and so much information that. I don't ever want to look into things or try things unless I see someone like living it out and actually like benefiting from it. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, when I was young, I was a tubby little kid, uh, <laughs> funk bros and most of your friends can uh, attest to that. Um, I was just really short and I like, I liked snacking. I played a lot of video games. So when I was like 14, I started going, I mean, a little young to go to the gym, probably why I'm five foot eight right now. Um, <laughs> started going to the gym a bunch. I did uh intermittent fasting for a little I did car backloading and then as I grew at the same time I kind of slimmed out yeah and then ever since that like I don't even notice it anymore but like I'm always conscious of what I eat I'm a huge foodie though like the biggest in the world so I've always kind of like eaten half healthy half not so like mm -hmm. that way like I'm always uh I'm always kind of doing the best of both worlds yeah. uh, I don't eat fast food pretty much ever. I don't drink soda. Uh, so I'm, I'm already pretty naturally healthy as is. I drink a ton of water. Um, my two favorite things other than water is coffee and beer. Just weird two things that I like to drink. Not, not um, a bad thing. Not too bad thing. Not, I mean, beer's not great, but I'm not like, I don't drink, drink beer. Yeah. Uh, let alone have I in the past 75 days, but like, I, am more of like a one beer at a meal kind of guy. Gotcha. Uh, but I drink so much water. So yeah, I've always been pretty health conscious. I've tried a lot of the different lifestyles. Um, I mean, ev dude, everything works. All diets work. Some are going to work better for you. Some are going to work less for you. My thing is, if you're not interested in doing like a diet, just eat clean. Just eat. Mm. Just eat. When you go to somewhere that offers a proper entree or a pizza, get an entree, get a meat and a vegetable and maybe something that's not that healthy. Uh, I mean, like just to balance it out if you don't want to eat, but like, that's your best bet. Like if you want to lose weight, it's all, it's 90% diet, exercise a little bit, and drink water. Water is everything, dude. Soda's, soda's one of the things. The, the, oh, yeah, I've cut out soda completely for like eight years. Yeah. But, dude, the, I mean, for example, so 75 Hard's been going great. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really a mental toughness challenge. So, like, it's not really meant to be physical, though it is, mm -hmm. um, and you're going to see results. But, like, dude, just reading books, I started – even diving deep into like deeper into health, like as you start focusing on your body and seeing results, you become obsessed with it. Like, yeah. And like, I'll listen to audio podcasts all about health. Oh, really? There's wow. so many people out there like that Joe Rogan has, especially on a show since he does. Yeah. And he's into fitness and stuff. Dude, some people are just so deep in it. There's a guy named, I think his name is Ben Greenfield. Do you know who that is? Uh, no, I, I can't say I have. I think that's his name. I could be getting his name wrong. Bro, this guy, he, he uses his body as like a, like a, a scientific, a science experiment. Like, oh, that's sick. Anything in the health world, how, no matter how extreme, he just tries it himself and will like be able to report on it. Wow. He's tried everything, bro. And like, so like listening to podcasts like that from people, like you said, from people who have done it. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool to hear. I mean, like, like I said, like, I mean, we have no cure for cancer out there. 
Mm -mm. I don't believe that, but uh, whatever. Okay, I'm in that same boat. That's interesting. Um, but I mean, it's a known thing. I mean, I mean, fasting can cure cancer. Like, it's, I mean, it's been proven. Obviously, it's not been proven by the doctors who are getting paid to have you sit there on chemotherapy. But uh, and again, no, these are all conspiracy theories. I get it. This is my opinion. I mean, but when you hear that fasting, if you look into what fasting is and how it works, not even rel relative to cancer, it makes perfect logical sense that it can destroy bad cells. And yeah, I agree with that. Cells are bad cells. So like, the more you learn about health, the more conscious you are, like, it's cool. I mean, you learn a lot of cool things. That's yeah. really Another big thing is not going home for holidays if you have a mom with uh, four kids. I don't know. But my mom, I probably ate about 45 Christmas cookies oh, the dude. last couple of weeks. Bro, imagine starting 75. By the way, I was supposed to be done the 24th. And I was oh. able to pig out and be in Michigan where I have, like, all my favorite food. And because I fucked up on day 30, I had to go all through the holidays. Uh, wait, you reset everything if you mess up one day? Yeah, bro, I restarted that wow. second. Wow. So I technically did 75 hard as of like a week ago, minus that picture. Wow. But, but now, I mean, good for you for having the discipline to like not, not feel like content if you even miss that one thing. And bro, now my brother too, he's supposed to be done like four days before me. And now he's like, he's having some boys over tonight. Oh. Some beers. And he's like, he's like, bro, like, he's like, we did 75 hard minus a progress picture. He's starting to like rationalize convince yeah. himself that we've pretty much done it mm -hmm. and like that's what happens after a long Dang time bro we can't like we gotta say we finished it you know my yeah, dad sure. didn't want to finish it he didn't mess up uh my dad finished the 24th wow yeah so uh How, and I, it's been it's been hard because the, i was always super like gym oriented like i focused on the diet a little bit but mostly when i was really getting to fitness and getting as big as possible it was just for football so it was like lift as much as you can it was all focused on the, the exercise and the diet would just eat everything in sight basically it's just like yeah, you're on the -line. bulking it's bulking year round <laughs> yeah exactly so now it's like i have that crazy exercise work ethic but now it's like okay cut back on the portions and the diet is, is honestly the biggest part of it if you're looking That's, for like working out's 15 20 percent so yeah. like it, it's harder to just work out eat like crap than it would be if you don't like fitness i mean Bro, exercise twice a week, eat really clean, you'll see huge, huge results. Oh, for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you, too, about um, – I know a little bit about your upcomings into YouTube, but I kind of wanted to hear more about how that started. And I know it was originally the Bow Brothers with your brother, who you have mentioned, and kind of how you kind of went – because I know he's a firefighter now, which is awesome. Um, you guys are some of the dopest dudes I ever met. <laughs> so like the start and then kind of where it's transitioned to you kind of having your own entity. So we started our channel uh, in March of 2016. So almost coming up five years now. Uh, we were like the third. Uh, so what happened was Tanner was like the first scooter creator uh, mm -hmm. to start like vlogging. And this is when vlogging became big, when all these pranksters, Roman, R Vitaly, Fousey, all them started their vlog behind the scenes kind of. Um, and Tanner had been watching Adam LZ. And so he was kind of like the first person in the community to even know what vlogging was other than those pranksters. So he, uh, he got on it. Capron and Corey 
got on it like right before us. And me and my brother are always kind of like quick to be on stuff early and like hop yeah. on the So we got on it, uh, started making a ton of scooter content with everybody, with Tanner, with Caperin, just doing what we were all doing anyway, just documenting it, filming it, games of scoot, like whatever we were doing. Um, and we already all had followings before because we had been in the industry since the beginning. Yeah. We were kind of like, not in a conceited manner, but we like really, we were all like the godfathers of scootering. Like, yeah, no, no, no conceited needed. You guys really were like the pioneers. Us among 20, 30 others, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who were doing it since, I mean, people really started doing scooter tricks. Um, and then after a while, it was kind of like that business mentality kicks in and like, we're like, well, we need to start like hitting a bunch of trends to climb this ladder till we can make whatever content we wanted. Um, which I think at the time was probably car content was like the stuff we liked the most. Um, but all the other trends at the time were so fun. Like, so it was like, you didn't, it wasn't work. Like bottle flips was trending. <laughs> Trampolines were trending. So all the stuff yeah. we liked anyway, uh, was what was trending. So we kind of used that, um, to kind of grow our channel and climb the ladder. Uh, ironically, we had some of the most traction from a car video we filmed called asking for all these people out there, I've said this before on like my car uh, socials, like the whole asking supercar owners trend. I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah. That's us. Like we started like well before any yeah. on TikTok copied us. Wow. Our, video, our video of asking supercar owners was put out in like, I think early 2017, maybe 2016. Dang. Um, and so that video was like our first video to blow past a million views. Um, which was cool because we had a little car demo. So we were able to make car content. We started transitioning to car content. Um, and then trampolines died out. A lot of trends died out. And at that point, we weren't like developed fully as creators still. We were still riding that roller coaster. Like it wasn't like a, a plateau yet. It was yeah. if stuff was popping, we were popping. If it wasn't, we had to kind of keep ourselves afloat. Um, Capron and Corey had been through it, Tanner, sort of, but he blew up like a list YouTube. Yeah. Um, and you then think it helped him just having himself at the beginning rather than a brother kind of duo. I don't think so. I just think he, I mean, I'm not gonna just good videos, good personality, uh, good characters, good friends in his videos, yeah. But also, I mean, he something I'm sure he would attest to, he got in at a really good time, you know. Mm. Um, and I think he just fit what YouTube was looking for at the time. Uh, blew up blew up and of course he, he was the first one in our industry to do it so like kudos you know what i mean like all power to him like if you're gonna be the hipster the pioneer right if you deserve you deserve the success right yeah, yeah. and capron and Corey are killing it now um those kids just don't stop working and so i want to say i don't know maybe 2018 uh katie's um some of Katie's family had been in the fire uh, department mm. industry, should we call it? I wouldn't call it industry. Um, but I've been in that world, so Jeremy was exposed to it a lot. Jeremy's always been like a dad. So the fire department always seemed like a really cool job. He loves helping people. Really good pay in California. Yeah. Steady. And like, as a business move, I mean, the cool thing with being a fireman is like, you only work 10 days a month minimum. So like, in his mind, he has all these other days. So they only apply once every five years. So he shot in an application was like, whatever. Most people don't get hired. So most people volunteer for like 10 years before they even become firemen. Yeah. Got accepted into like uh, the like application process, went through all that, got accepted, got put in an academy. 
I mean, this was over like the course of three years. And when he got put in an academy, it was Monday through Saturday, eight hours a day. Mm. I mean, it was, it was just very unrealistic for him to continue YouTube. It was kind of his time. He's never been like as entertainment oriented as me, I think. Yeah. Um, though he was, I mean, obviously great at it. Um, we kind of both just had big aspirations. It didn't really matter how we were going to get there. We love cars. We love houses. We love traveling. So it was like, whatever our paths led to, that was kind of the end game. So he's doing that. Uh, we work on business on the side and stuff like that. And I'm sure he's going to retire really early so we can work on what we always wanted to work on. Yeah. Um, but he ended up getting accepted into that. Uh, became a full-fledged fireman, I want to say maybe a year after the academy. He's been doing that ever since. I took over the channel, grew the channel from like a quarter million subs to like almost a, a million over that. I'm almost on like one, a million and a quarter. Um, and then since then, dude, just, I mean, I've dealt with YouTube for so long. So the roller coaster, I go through periods of like just being over it. Um, I don't stress about it. I'm more of like a, like I worry about the future a lot. Uh, yeah. Not really focused on the now. Started my car channel finally. Nice. Have huge drop in on this. And, and I've honestly got to the point where I could make the content I wanted and didn't really care about the views anymore. That's cool. Uh, and I've kind of done that for the past two years. And here I am. That's so awesome. Is that a, I feel like that is, something because i don't have like a youtube or anything but i've been working a lot with the funk bros obviously and i feel like it kind of sucks sometimes that you have to kind of compromise the art or kind of like what you want to do in order to like follow trends and get views do you find that like sort of annoying at times or just kind of the nature of the beast or is it kind of exciting to try to capitalize on that it's definitely annoying um it sucks i mean we are like i say we are almost employees of algorithms you know what i mean like we are running our own businesses we are self-employed yeah. but at the end of the day like our business relies on these algorithms not even the people watching our videos sometimes mm -hmm. right like there's so many more kids that want to see our videos that don't even get exposed to them anymore interesting and this happens across all platforms but then again you have the other side of things where you get lucky um at the beginning like doing that was easy at the beginning because it was doing things that was fun anyway yeah. But if you look at it from a business standpoint, I mean, when you start a business, it's not all fun and games, right? Like, it's not all, this is what I want to do, so this is what I'm going to do. It's like, you actually have to be business-minded. You have to think of, obviously, if you, uh, you like retail, you like clothing, you like fashion, and you want to start a clothing company, and you want to make this, you can't just start. I mean, you can. I'd recommend making the stuff you like from a get-go yeah. But there has to be a little business sense of you to know what works. What do people want? What are people going to buy? Um, and obviously don't incorporate that 100% because then it's inauthentic. But kind of have this hybrid of like authenticity and business mind. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, but the more authentic you are, maybe the longer it'll take, but the better it'll pay off in the long run. Um, I almost wish if I could go back in time, I would have made the content I wanted to make. <laughs> Um, but I think scootering was the content we wanted to make at the time. Yeah. Uh, can't complain about trampolines and bottle flips and all the stupid <laughs> stuff because it was just a blast. Yeah. But I and it's not like anybody, it's funny because, uh, even though you're like a pioneer for scootering, you're also in this realm of pioneers for people who do YouTube, because obviously there were people before you, but like, if you really break it down to who's going to be like seen as the very first ever people developing this kind of medium and like mainstream uh popularity on youtube 
uh, it's going to be like, like guys like you and like, obviously on different scales. to like Mr. Beast, like people in this era who made it as like you famous YouTubers making money and businesses off of this are going to be seen as the people like how we look at like television early on starting CBS, did all these different like networks, which is, which is really interesting. So it's like, you can't really, it's like, you were just doing what you, what you, what you had to do is there was no books. There's no school for this kind of stuff, which is what I find super fascinating is you kind of wrote the rules yourself. And that's, what's crazy, right? Like YouTube mainstream YouTube has been around for what? Six years now. Yeah. Seven, eight, maybe Somewhere around there. Yeah. Like the Jenna marbles days. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously we could go a little further back, but I'm talking, even but it was rare. It was rare. It was like, you know, it was, it was, it was popularized by like one hit wonder videos, no like recent, maybe a couple like big stars, but not like how it is today. Of course. And so yeah. you think about like five years seems like a long time, but it's only going to be such a small increment of, of the longevity of social media. For sure. And like in 30 years, we'll look back like we were at the 30 cents of Bitcoin equivalent of social media. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And when you were at 30 cents in Bitcoin, you're like, damn, dude, Bitcoin was just at two cents, right? But you look at it now at $28,000 per coin, people who don't know crypto are probably like, what is yeah, that? Are you into crypto? Yeah, I love that stuff. Oh, um, nice. Not huge, huge, but like I've dabbled in it for a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you see what I'm saying, right? Like right now we think we're so late in YouTube, but in 20 years, 30 years, I mean, social media as a whole is going to be completely mainstream television movies even uh series whatever it may be we were in it at the absolute beginning oh for sure yeah yeah uh, and then so with your girlfriend jordan she came more from the traditional media sense right like dance moms is what she was on right she was on uh, i think an episode or two of dance moms and then she did the whole spinoff show called abby Lee's ultimate dance competition oh okay cool so have you since you started being with her has that kind of brought in different kind of horizons to how you can shape your own kind of media or like, cause I know you guys have been doing stuff together. Uh, how has that relationship kind of fluctuated how you've created content or things that you've learned from her or that you've been able to teach her? I mean, dude, I, I, I mean, just being exposed to a career like hers, like I like to say Jay's like in that, like that main, that A-list social media, you know, like, like a yeah. Madison here where like, she's been where she's been for so long and that her name has been so mainstream for so long, right? Like she's not a Kim Kardashian. Uh, she's not a Kylie Jenner, but she's, I mean, she's huge, you know? And so yeah. she, she did come from traditional. Um, and so like, yeah, like her career has taught me a lot. Just, just being exposed to it and what goes on behind the scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then on another aspect, like it was really cool to have almost like a partner that was always down to make content with me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We met, it was like a, we had- Where'd you guys meet? So she came to film with Tanner when I lived at Tanner's house. Mm. Um, they just shooting like a collab kind of thing. And then when yeah. she was there, we just, we just met. Um, and then like, honestly, like when your boy invites a girl over, you're kind of like, like standoffish, right? Yeah, yeah. Even if it is just like for a collab. Like <laughs> for sure. I think us having like the same name just immediately like accidentally hit things off. And then we just became That's a great icebreaker. Oh, my yeah. name's Jordan too. Exactly. We like posted a photo together. So like, then we had a direct contact mm -hmm. and like DMs. That's, that's and, a smart man right there. 
and then just became like friends because again I didn't want to like push any boundaries and then from there she was so cool that it was like I just can't uh I can't miss an opportunity like that you know what I mean yeah for sure and it's we are almost come I mean we'll be three years later this year at some point so wow dude congrats thank you thank you so it's crazy bro it's been cool and, and like I said like just having someone to always film with and, and always be down to film content with has showed me like the new side of YouTube. And what I was gonna say is like, when we met, we made this kind of pact. Cause like, I mean, you know this bro, LA is a crazy place, dude. LA is, is not what people think. And a lot of the relationships people see online are not what they think behind the scenes. Um, probably worse than people can even imagine. Uh, again, some are real, but I'm just saying some are just horrible behind the scenes. Yeah. And we knew that really well like we were well aware of that so I, we made like a pact that like youtube would never become a business for us like it was like strictly fun relationship first develop a good relationship before we do anything together right like so like i'd film videos with her on my channel but we wouldn't have a channel together we wouldn't have a series okay. together until we built a really really strong foundation of a relationship until we could do something like we have a channel called jordan and jordan yeah. uh, and again we we like almost made a promise to like never make anything a business to where we'd rely on it. So like, even if our channel, say our channel pops off, we're doing millions of views a month and that income's crazy. We'd still rely on our own income separately. And that'd just be play money, family money, travel money, investment money for us in our future. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, that's smart. Because when you start mixing business into relationships, it can get sketchy, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's honestly really cool that you had the foresight to kind of lay that you guys both kind of lay that down in the beginning. Whereas a lot of people just kind of go, go, go. And then they don't think about that stuff beforehand. Of course. Wow. Dude, that's pretty awesome. Uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you before you go. Dude, this has been great. Like, I love doing these. Man. This is it's fun, dude. Have... Like, dude. When we met, like, we just hit it off so well. Now we're getting like, we haven't had a real man to man conversation yet. That's it, dude. Yeah, we got to get next time you're on, we got to get deep in the conspiracies because <laughs> I can I can see the conspiracies coming out of you. That's, that's right on my alley. I'm not big in conspiracy theories. Literally, for some reason, like to me, there's so many of them. Yeah, that I write most of them off. The only time that I get into conspiracy stuff is something that makes perfect logical sense. Okay, From yeah, other I, I, I agree with that. Like, like, I have to take myself out of the scenario to analyze everything around it if I'm gonna even go down that hole, you know? And, it makes, oh, yeah. and it's not those crazy conspiracies. I'm more into like realistic conspiracy stuff. Like yeah, stuff yeah. not even, uh, not even conspiracy theories, just stuff that has been shut down for some reason. And yeah. I understand why it's been shut down, which would lead me to like, um, who said that? Was that my buddy Seb? When you live stream on a potato, is one of our things bad? I don't know, I feel like mine's pretty, my mind's pretty clear. Dude, Yours looks good. I feel like I'm I'm shooting 4K right now. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's he talking about? Hey, Seb, you shut your face or explain yourself so we know what you're talking about. Yeah. We'll send we'll send him. He's a Taekwondo black belt. You don't better watch yourself. We're coming to knock it down. Dude, I appreciate you having me. By the way, bro. no problem. So I want to ask you about this, bro. I right. was watching your um, because I love stand up, dude. I've been doing stand up for like two uh, years. Uh, Get into it, yes. I was looking at that stand-up uh, video you made, because obviously during quarantine, you couldn't go, and it was like uh, pre-recorded and you added the laughs and everything, right? Yeah. Dude, that was really creative. Like, what made you think about that? And 
like a lot of those jokes i guarantee you bro would hit really well on stage of course bro and you know this out of anyone doing that with no crowd being having the creativity to stare at this wall right here with nobody have to envision a crowd laughing was what made that if anything cringy like that was <laughs> and i knew it was going to be think about when you do that in a crowd of people and you don't get any laughs <laughs> of course but but i don't fear that because i can read people really well that's good dude Definitely, i think i would have it would be less scary and less awkward for me to do it with the crowd than staring at a wall mm. so well, what happened the backstory that people don't really know this, but like over, hey, I'm here. Uh, over quarantine, I got really deep into like considering stand up. Um, and so when I made that, it was kind of like a me trying stand up thing. But at the same time, it was like, a, I just really wanted to write a stand up. Like, I, yeah, that stuff comes so easy to me. Like, <clears throat> anytime I'm driving, I can think of 10 full bits. Like, remember, we showed each other our phones. Remember, we showed each other. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. And so when I thought about this, bro, I wrote that whole thing in probably 30 minutes. That's, that's honestly insane. All of those. It was like eight different bits. I had to talk them again to a wall. So in my mind, it was like, A, it was just a video idea I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, it was from a series that I was kind of starting over quarantine until quarantine became less of quarantine. Um, and C, I don't even know what letter I'm on. C, uh, <laughs> I, I like I just wanted to try it like and it was like I knew it was going to be cringy so it being any form cringe it was way less cringy than I even thought it would be anyway oh dude I liked it um and so I just wanted to do it and once I did that I was like super deep like I was watching stand-up comics I was studying comics that happens I was uh I was studying how the writing process goes and like it kind of got stunted um when I finally had more time to do automotive stuff which is like equally my, my my passion is like uh entertainment and make people laugh yeah um so there's still so much to learn and like no sure. one's been doing stand-up comedy clubs were closed so like i still have so much to learn but i do still leave that as an open possibility wow dude i think you should just seeing your kind of presence and the way your delivery bro it's already miles ahead of what a lot of people would do so yeah and dude that feeling you got just from doing that, when you do it in front of a stage and you get everyone to laugh, you become like an addict, dude. It's yeah, weird. Sure. yeah. So that's awesome, bro. So we're gonna be having to run the comedy circuits pretty soon once they dude, start opening it up. So down. I've never done so comedy awesome. show, ever. Oh really? Oh, dude, they're so good. I'm just comedy on like stand up. I've watched like all the stand up specials. Oh, dude, you got to come to the comedy store with me or something. I know some of the comedians that are regulars there and they can get us in and like we can like hang out with them and stuff. It'll be really so, fun. Dude. So, Bro, thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad that we finally made it happen. Dude, again, my apologies. I think the people forgive you. I, I forgive you right, right away because, you know, we're boys. We're homies. We'll do it again. I'll owe you a oh, second one. I'll give yeah. you the number one special and that way it makes up for the first one. Wow, that, that's more than I could ask for. I thought I'd have to be doing some other kind of favors, you know, under the table. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, <laughs> I appreciate this, man. I had a really good time. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Of course, bro. I got a long day ahead of me, and I've got to get to sleep. So, Dude, take care. You get some rest, sir. I'm going to have you back on very soon. Tell the boys I said hello. For sure, man. Have a great one. Peace, dude. Later. Later. Whoa. Look, everybody's forgiving Jordan, guys. He did his best. He made it on. 
we were a little rushed for time, so uh, Jordan's got to go to sleep. He's got a big day. That's a very busy man. I keep complimenting his looks, but how could you not? Him and Jordan? Oh, people loving the hair. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope you guys had a good time. Um, that was a great episode. I wanted to hit you with a big announcement you've all been waiting for. What do you guys guess it is? I want to really show you guys this. Whew. Take your hand off the speaker. Oh, shoot. Oh, gosh. People can't hear me. Can you hear me now? I don't think I'm covering the mic. But I do want to show you guys the secret surprise. Are you ready? Are you ready? I think my, my mic's not on. Okay. Hope you guys are. Wait, is my, is my mic broken? Who knows? My hand is not here. Look. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? My hand is not on the speaker. Okay, okay, you guys can hear me. All right, here's the big reveal. I'm going to do a post about it. Um, something that we've been really excited for, planning. And check it out. Bam! We got the YouTube channel all ready to go. Search Bobby Ulrich. I got the Bobby for real. I got my first stand-up reel on there. I just did it so you guys could find it easier. Um, but yeah, so we made this YouTube channel. We're going to start full-length Bobby for real episodes on there, clips, uh, and just anything else that I kind of want to do on there. I'm not really going to do vlogs or anything. Um, really, you guys can't hear me? What's happening? This is weird, guys. I'm sorry. This is not... I don't know why that's happening. Can you hear me now? My hand isn't on the speaker, I promise you. Can you hear me? My hand, my hands aren't even touching. <laughs> Someone give you some feedback. Can you hear? Can you hear? Yes, yes. Say yes, we can hear if you can hear. All right, so you guys, if you want to subscribe to my channel, here it is. Hope the speaker's not off. Bo search Bobby Ulrich. We're going to start posting full uh, things on there, and I hope you guys like it. Bobby Ulrich on YouTube. Go subscribe right now. Please like, subscribe. Tell people to subscribe. <laughs> but hope you guys like that interview. I thought it was a great episode. Um, we'll be back next week with someone special. I think it's going to be Brit Hurts. Oh, secret reveal. Only people staying on after can know. Could be a good episode, you guys. Have a wonderful night. Check out the YouTube channel. We're also going to be going on Spotify and Apple Music pretty soon. Thank you guys for subscribing. I see you guys saying that. Follow me on everything else, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Jordan, such an awesome guy to talk to and so much fun. Next time I see you, it'll be 2021. And this bullshit year will be over. <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a good night.